0: Hi, everyone. This is your host, Rishabh, and you're listening to the podcast, Samvad, the Conversation. So, today, I have a very special guest with me, Dr. Ritvik Chatterjee, who is a consultant psychiatrist, a child and adolescent specialist, and he is a sexual medicine practitioner as well. Along with that, he's working in a specialized tertiary care center in Mumbai since the last five years, And also, since the past nine months, he's helped and he's been working with the patients who are suffering from the coronavirus and has helped them in many ways. So, hi, Ritwik. It's a pleasure to have you here.
1: Hi, everyone. Hi, Rishab. It's a pleasure to be here at Samwaad. I'm really looking forward to today's session. So, can we start?
0: Yeah, sure, sure. So, Ritwik, basically, I was very intrigued when I talked to you and when I got to know the difference between what you do, who you're a psychiatrist and a lot of people actually have this misconception about who is a psychiatrist and who's a psychologist. So just about that, I want the listeners to just start off and get their basics right. So could you please uh, tell the listeners about some, the difference between a psychiatrist and a psychologist?
1: Okay. uh, So that's something that is frequently confused. uh, I feel because there's a lack of awareness. So what a psychiatrist generally does is, uh, we are all uh, people who have finished our MBVs. After that, we do around three years of training as an MD, as an MD specialist in uh, psychiatric disorders. So when we look at someone with a psychiatric disorder, let's say depression, we look at them as a whole, as a whole patient. And we look at all the symptoms and signs they have. We try to figure out what kind of a problem is going on inside their brain. And using medications, we try to improve that. We also do some level of therapies, but for us, the mainstream treatment is medications. While for a psychologist, psychologist is someone who is trained in the arts and uh, they do a BA psychology and then an MA psychology, after which uh, they go on to do uh, mostly counseling or testing and uh, basically counseling is more about the behavior the thought of the person instead of looking at the disease so you can say that it's looking at kind of a part of what i'm actually looking at and they do specific interventions called therapies mainly to do with behavior and thought while for me it's more important to find out what the uh, disorder is at the level of a neuron or at the level of the biochemical changes that goes inside your brain. So that's the basic difference between these two.
0: Okay. Yeah, that was really uh, insightful because at one point, even I didn't know the basic difference. And I think a lot of people have this misconception. And speaking to that only, I would ask, like to ask you a follow-up question. So what are the most common misconceptions a person makes of a professional in your field, or the work you do? Yeah.
1: So uh, the most common misconception is actually uh, kind of spread by a lot of movies and uh, basically the public awareness channels that there are about psychiatric disorders. Uh, so my understanding of a psychiatric disorder is that there is a disorder in which there is some kind of a genetic proneness for a disorder. And that person, when they have an environmental change, they tend to fall into that disorder. Now there is a specific biochemical change that happens in the brain, and it responds specifically to a few medicines. And that is how we generally treat a disorder. However, what happens is when someone is, let's say diagnosed with uh, depression, or someone has a few features of anxiety, the most common, thing that people give them, the most common advice is that uh, why don't you try being more positive? Why don't you go out more? If you talk to more people, it will be fine. Or uh, as long as you're eating well or doing yoga, going to a satsang, you should be fine. You should pray to God, you'll be better. So uh, that is the most common conception when people think that something at a biological level can be changed directly through thinking that it can be changed. When, if you look at it realistically, that's not very possible. It's only possible for a very few people and that too, only with a very guided way of going through it. So we only prefer not giving medications to people who have very mild symptoms and who do not have a lot of dysfunction. But however, as soon as someone has a lot of dysfunction or symptoms, they should be treated with medications.
0: Okay. So I think, uh, we as Indians and even people in general, I think we have these misconceptions so deeply embedded in us that we don't actually look for other solution, or we not we're just not ready to listen to people. Like you said, that people give remedies like you know, Satsang Karlo, puja karlo, se They don't actually realize the depth of the person's mind and what's actually going on with his or her mind at that point. So I think that is when. Uh, the parents or the peers or anyone who knows a person who is suffering from some of these challenges need to understand that they really need a psychiatrist or need to look for help instead of just giving blatant, you know, just remedies like all these because this won't actually work in their case. So uh, what would you say is the best or, you know, the favorite part about your work that you do?
1: Um, If I have to say, I would say that uh, it's helping the patient understand his disease. So whenever a patient comes to me, he comes with a lot of misconceptions. Um, one of the frequent questions I get are like, uh, sir, should we drink uh, Mosambi juice or pineapple juice? And uh, these kind of things which are being spread in the community. So they come with us with these kind of misconceptions. And once they are able to understand that there is a disease process go- going on, they're able to much better treat themselves. So the thing is that uh, I'll give you an example uh, of hypertension. Hypertension is a systemic disorder, which we see in most people. So if someone treats it by saying uh, you are very tensed and that is why you're hypertensive, the chances are that this person will not get treated well. However, if someone understands that this is a systemic disorder where your BP will be raised and you have to take medicines to decrease it, he will take it happily. And that shift of uh, like thought process or the shift of uh, kind of view that the person has about his disease, when that changes, it's the uh, most rewarding feeling ever.
0: I see. I think yeah, that's very uh, you know interesting. That's one of the most interesting parts about your book that when you actually inform the person or the patient from the state to where he was unaware or knew he didn't know anything about uh, what he was saying or what he was asking and at the end of the day when he actually realizes what all the psychiatrist says and he understands i think that's a very big achievement for the psychiatrist uh, himself so uh, along with this i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure there must be many challenges that you come across So regarding that only, what is the most challenging part about your work?
1: I think it's definitely the stigma that most people have in coming to a doctor for treatment. Whenever they get these kind of symptoms, uh, the issue is that they don't understand there is a disease process going on. So the most common thing that most people do is try to follow what we call the old wives' tales. So They try all the Uh, grandfather and grandmother remedies before they come to us and the issue with that is uh, what we have seen with any kind of psychiatric disorder is the earlier you start treatment the better the prognosis and that person will not go on to have any kind of long-term complications from the disease because if a disease goes on in your brain the thing is that chances are that there will be some amount of neuronal loss some functional changes some connectivity changes between the neurons. And if we catch it early, we can prevent that from happening. But if we catch it late, basically because of the stigma, if the patient comes to us later than he was used, uh, he should have come, he would have more complications later in life. So that is definitely a huge challenging part, getting away from that stigma, getting people to take treatment early so that they have a better quality of life long term.
0: Oh, so I think that the patient should actually be aware about the timing when he should actually visit a psychiatrist and not just wait until something serious happens. So I think that to make them realize is the most challenging part for a person uh, like you to make them, you know, realize that no, you actually need some help. So you need to come to a psychiatrist and get your problems or anything you're facing. Just uh, fix them as soon as as it's possible. Unless, you know, things go out of hand and then you need to take some serious medications. So, for example, Ritvik, if I am facing with depression or feelings of anxiety, or if I'm having a panic attack or any other mental disorder uh, in such case, do I really need to visit a psychiatrist? Or uh, if I do actually need to, how will I know uh, that I do need the help of a psychiatrist? Or is it just something which I'm overthinking about? so what's that line what's that differentiation that makes me uh, that you know that do I want to actually visit a psychiatrist or, I, or can i just get over this quickly
1: okay that's a very important question i'm really glad that you asked me that so uh, the thing that you should really look out for is that uh, whenever a psychiatric disorder happens it is first uh, the first few symptoms that you generally get is changes in your sleep changes in your appetite and changes in your socialization and irritability so these four things uh, they will come precede any kind of symptoms that generally happens in psychiatry so if you get these things in the last couple of weeks let's say and today you start feeling really sad it's there not just today it's again there tomorrow it's there for let's say at least a week so any kind of symptoms like that preceded by appetite changes sleep changes now, that can be increased or decreased. However, these two things will generally be there. And along with that, any kind of uh, sustained problem that you feel, that you feel that you are in a low mood, which is affecting your functionality, or because of being anxious, you are not able to perform as well. And it's been going on for at least a week. That tells you that you should go to a psychiatrist. Now, I would generally suggest that for an initial assessment, a person should go to a psychiatrist. And according to... Let him come to a diagnosis. Once there is the diagnosis formed, after that, the doctor will give you a few treatment options. At that time, there are a few people who would like to sometimes pick only therapies or counseling. So, someone with mild disorders are able to go for that and they are redirected from the psychiatrist to a psychologist. So, generally, a psychiatrist is the best person for the initial. Uh, investigation because they will look at the whole picture and they will have the best understanding of the disease that's going on in your brain.
0: Okay, so, uh, but you know, I I really agree with what all you said, but sometimes I just feel like that I don't really need to visit a psychiatrist and it's just something that's been going inside my mind. So if I had to do something like by myself and I had to correct the situation by myself, So in your opinion, what are some ways to reduce or eliminate negative thoughts and feelings from our mind or, you know, someone else's mind that we know that who has a problem? Yeah.
1: Okay. So I feel that question is actually not something that anyone can answer because from what we have understood, uh, most of the thoughts and your feelings are not really under your control. It is a group of neurons in your brain, which is firing. And that firing of neurons is really decided by the environmental factors that there are around. So what instead of that, I would suggest is uh, we have seen that psychiatric disorders happen when there is a mismatch between what we call the demand on the brain or the cerebral demand and the cerebral functioning, or you can say the uh, cerebral capacity. So I'll give you an example. Uh, let's try to take an analogy of uh, a computer like a phone with a good RAM. So what happens is someone who has a good RAM, but also ends up uh, opening, let's say 50 tabs in your Chrome, you will have a slowing of your phone because your phone has been put under a lot of uh, like demand on the RAM, which it's not able to cope up with. So the thing that you can try to do is decrease the demands, you try to decrease the number of tabs that you open. So whatever, like, uh, basically, whenever you go into a state of excessive demand, that is when a psychiatric disorder happens. So what you would like to do is you would like to take out yourself from those situations where there's a huge demand or there's a huge emotional demand. So some place where you are feeling extremely stressed, you should try to avoid those kind of places. You should try to stick to a routine that you already are on. Uh, generally, we recommend good sleep, good food, sleep at least for eight hours a day. And along with that light exercise, exercise for around one hour a day, that much is recommended. And this is something that keeps your brain well active and functional. So it's able to handle the load slightly better than before. So those are the few things that you can try. However, Besides trying that, if you're not able to get any kind of results, say within a week or a couple of weeks, you should then definitely consider coming to a doctor.
0: So I think that pretty much sums it up that there are some tips and there are some remedies that which you can apply in your day to day life, but still, if you cannot manage to cope up or you know recover from these feelings or these thoughts, I think it's best to actually just visit a doctor once so that... Professionally, also, you can check up if there's actually anything wrong with uh, your, if there's something, uh, you know, wrong that's happening or there's any uh, default or anything that's not going the way you want to. So I think these tips were really grateful, uh, Rithik, and it was really a pleasure to have you here. And I'm sure that the listeners uh, must have taken a lot of knowledge on the subject and hope to see you soon.
1: Okay, thank you so much, Rishabh. And I would just like to say that uh, I'm available in mostly all social media. So in case that anyone has any kind of doubts, they would like to personally ask me, they can always reach out to me or they can reach out to you and we can possibly have another session answering a few questions that people might have on their head.
0: Yeah, sure. So, and like- just a note uh, to the listeners, uh, if you want to contact with I'm leaving down uh, his Instagram and also his Facebook account in the description below. So any queries or any questions that you have, you can go and approach Rithik anytime. We are at It was a pleasure to have you here, man.
1: Thank you so much, Richard. It was a pleasure being here. I hope to see you again. Take care.